0: What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. This is episode 107, and we'll be talking about Stargate SG1's episode, The Sentinel.
1: The Sentinel. The Sentinel
0: will come. You will see. You will see. The Sentinel will be here. And but it won't be here here, because if that were the Well, no, I don't know. I'm not a bad guy. I wouldn't go away. Anyway, um.
1: You know, but you don't I mean, know if you're a bad I mean because like the bad guys never think that they're the bad guys. So they would always be shocked if the Sentinel made them disappear.
0: That's a good point. It's like, what, what? What? I'm now gone? We, friends, are an independent podcast and you can help keep this thing independent with all its kooky dooky stuff uh, by uh, finding us over there on Patreon.com slash walking through the Stargate. Uh, friends of the show get uh, little perks. Uh, Zach will... Uh, d- d- at least within our show notes, Zach will get into that later and we'll tell you all about the perks.
1: Sure enough, um, but
0: you will always be able to find the stuff that we make on all the podcast podcast. Wow. 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 Batting a thousand this morning, all podcast places. What we do is that we make some special stuff on Patreon, but eventually we'll put it out on the main feed. In fact, uh, I can't remember what our schedule is, but we have some special stuff coming up on our main feed here oh, relatively yeah. soon. So yep. keep your, uh, Keep your ears open on that one. Uh, but where can you find our podcasts? Pretty much most places. You can find it on Google Podcasts and on Apple Podcasts. By the way, Zach, yes? Apple is not being very nice to um, independent podcasts right now. If you've got a member's feed for oh, stuff...
1: Yeah, I, I heard about that, that they're uh-huh, doing some... Not, there. No, I'm
0: not, not being, I, I'm not a big fan of that at all because that's... Mm, anyway, we're on Google, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, but... This is my preferred method of getting a hold of podcasts. You can use pretty much any podcast aggregator and find our stuff. Um, walking through the Stargate is where you'd find it. you found it. You've already found it. You, this is what you would be telling somebody else. Hey, you can find this by doing this. Um, yeah. And uh, we've got... Oh, right. I see this note here. Uh, on our Patreon, we've been doing that for a, a little over a year. A little over a year. And years. we've had some folks who have been with us since just about the beginning. We have a couple of new names. That were with us starting about a year ago. Yep. So thank you to Stuart and to Laura for sticking with us for a year already. Yeah. Can you believe it's been a year, Zach? Yeah. It's been a weird year.
1: It has been a weird year. Yeah.
0: But thank you. Thank you so much to Stuart and Laura. That's so great. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of the other things that we do is if you leave a review for us on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, we promised to do a dramatic recreation and uh hey Zach. Yes. Last week we said that there was a dramatic recreation for us and that we were going to we were going to we were going to do it this week. Yes, that well, you is know, that you is a, what, that is what, a true what, statement. You know what time
1: it is. It, what time, it's time is this it? Week. Brent?
0: It's, it's this it's, it's this week time. It,
1: it is this so, week time. This this is the so, time. We have hit the the kairos time, the time when this is supposed to happen.
0: It's it's now. It is now. It's now.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's let's do it. All right. This show is highly informative and quite in-depth. Even going so far as to remind people as to the current events of the time to put people in the right mindset to see the episode in the right scope. And even though the views they express are a bit more progressive than my own, I still enjoy and value hearing their opinions. Unless Unless it's Brent's insane insane rating rating of pain, which does does not not deserve deserve a seven Chevron rating. rating. In fact, I'm writing this out just to make more work for Brent as punishment. (laughs) But I love the hosts. And the podcast as a whole, keep, keep up the, the good work. And, and here's to twelve more seasons. Well, thirteen if you count infinity, but we don't talk about that one. Amen.
0: There you have it. A little bit of a little bit of a. A little bit of call and response, little, little, we decided to to, to take us all to church.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, Thank you. I, I, so, I called all of my church friends and he says, we got to do this. And we all did it.
0: And, and though we just, we got, we, we, we get back there. We're like There's like 50 people over there or something? Um,
1: 47, 47.
0: Oh, oh that's a very precise number. Okay.
1: Well, um, <laughs> I counted really, really quickly.
0: i forgot to write down who wrote that review
1: uh oh uh, that one came from oh gosh now i have to look it up i'll look it up here i've got it here it's coming all right i almost got it uh i'm keeping to babble as as i almost work through it okay 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 uh that comes from kev bw 309 aha Uh, what was that again kev bw 309 kev
0: kev thanks 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 big k
1: Yep. that's fantastic so this is kevin that was- he's a uh relatively new listener i believe and, and he's now sent out a few predictions already ah, uh, so thank okay. you very much kevin for all of that thank you kevin appreciate yep. that a lot mm-hmm. um and if you want to have us do some crazy insane thing with your review you go to Apple Podcasts, and you yep. fill out a review and a five-star rating, and we will totally <laughs> hook you up there. I mean, I think we'll do it even if you don't give us a five-star
0: rating, but I'm just saying, if you give us five stars, then, you know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That's true. Our incentive goes up, I guess, is what it is. So.
1: so, so, you realize, Brent, that this began, this this insanity began when we actually got a one-star rating way, way back
0: Oh yeah, you know. I remember complete Garbo.
1: Oh yeah, G- Garbo a year ago, <laughs> uh, complete Garbo, and and you know it's just like one thing led to another, and now, oh yeah, now we're oh, yeah. now we got the choirs involved.
0: Now we got the choirs involved, but that's also I mean that's also why we were star- the, how we keep insisting and reminding people that we're a Stargate podcast.
1: That's right, we are a Stargate, Stargate podcast. Stargate, Stargate,
0: Stargate, Stargate, yeah, exactly. Stargate.
1: So, yeah. Um, if you want to get a hold of us and tell yes. us uh, that you loved this or hated this or that we are in fact Garbo or anti-Garbo or whatever it is, <laughs> you can do that by emailing <laughs> us at walking through the, pff, I can't walking through the Stargate at gmail.com. That's w a l k i n g t h r o u g h t a s t a r g a t e. You know at gmail dot com. You understand. You get it. You know. Oh. It, look, it, it's look. the forty-seven singers. They're they're distracting me and making it hard for me to do this stuff.
0: I mean, they're 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 not they're not getting out of the sanctuary. I mean, come on, it's, go home.
1: They're just hanging out talking, and, and uh, in this COVID time, they shouldn't be doing that. Go you home, be everybody. Doing that. Go home.
0: Go go on the Zoom call. It'll be fine. Yes, it'll be fine.
1: All right. Anyway, or. You know, you could also find us on Twitter at Stargate Walking and tell us there everything that we're doing is insane and crazy and and you love it or hate it, whatever it is. (laughs) Engage with us there. Or you can go to Facebook at the Walking Through the Stargate Facebook page. Go hit that Mm -hmm. like, follow, subscribe. I don't know what all the buttons are, whatever they are. Smash them all. Just like pound your fist (laughs) into your keyboard. (laughs) I'll press this one and this one. And then go to the Facebook (laughs) group. And ask to join us and be part of the insanity and craziness that happens on the group. There have been lots mm-hmm. of people over the last couple of weeks who have been liking and following the Facebook page. And I'm like, love you. You're great. I love you. And you are also invited to join us on the Facebook group. Please do yes. that if you wish. Or you could go to our website, WTTS.space. Space. That's S-P-A-C-E.
0: Correct. Yes. Only one A.
1: Yes, there's only one A. It's not, it's like S-P-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-C-E. No, no, it's not that. It's just, (sighs) sorry.
0: Pardon me. No, I don't want to get another domain of S-P-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-C-E dot space.
1: Oh, that would be meta beyond meta. Oh, that would be bad.
0: I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't try to find it. I'm not going to do this. Um, I, I, now I'm starting to protest too much. Like, it sounds like I'm going to do it. I swear I am not going. To, okay,
1: Brent, so you can also go to patreon.com slash walking through the Stargate mm-hmm. and find us there. And you can subscribe to the Patreon and uh, participate in that. You'll get some uh, the opportunity to, to vote for rewatch episodes. So as yeah. a Patreon subscriber, you get instant access to the other side of the gate, a Walking Through the Stargate podcast, and Stargate Second Chances, another Walking Through the Stargate podcast. Uh, both of these mm-hmm. are Patreon uh, first podcasts uh, the other side of the gate is with me and David we talk about various things that are spoilery and other things we just finished talking about all of the ways that the uh, the uh, the Stargate program has been exposed and have been people have been uh, noticing it outside of the SGC and mm. Cheyenne mountain uh, that's yeah. actually a two-part episode uh, part one uh, we did a couple of uh, a month and a half ago or so back. And uh, we talked about seasons one through five. And then uh, just today, Brent, we got the just today. part two of that uploaded for our Patreon subscribers. So if you want to listen to that, go to patreon.com slash walking through the Stargate and follow us there and, and, uh, yep. and uh, participate in that way. That said, all of these things will eventually come out on the main feed. Uh, yep. I believe is it that one or is it the one before that that's gonna that we're gonna drop in a few weeks brent
0: we are go oh i just checked my notes and i didn't i didn't okay well then after we get done recording i need to double check our notes um i can't remember if we're gonna drop the other other side of the gate or the other second
1: chances well, I think we're, so. Second chances, Stargate Second Chances, is our rewatch podcast. So that's the one yeah. when we uh, take the votes of people who have who are Patreon subscribers, and uh, they will vote each month uh, to let us know what we should rewatch, I and mean, we we will rewatch an episode if it gets to ten votes, and then that goes on to second chances. Uh, so. Again, that will eventually make the main feed, but if you mm-hmm. want instant access to those, instant gratification, because you know we are a society full of instant gratification people.
0: I like instant gratification. Absolutely.
1: So, <laughs> if that's what you want, please join us on Patreon. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so good stuff. With that, shall we mm-hmm. dig into this episode, The Sentinel?
0: Yes, let's get into it.
1: Okay. So... This episode was directed by Peter DeLuise. This is his final episode this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did Threshold, The Fifth Man, Rite of Passage, The Tomb, 2001, Wormhole Extreme, and The Warrior. And now he is finishing up his season five with The Sentinel. Mm -hmm. Uh, The teleplay is by Ron Wilkerson. We've heard his name before. This is his fourth of four teleplay credits this season. Uh, Mm -hmm. He did Red Sky, Between Two Fires, and Proving Ground. Um and I I know we'll hear Peter's name many more times as the series progresses, and I think that we'll hear Ron Wilkerson again. I didn't get a chance to look that up, but uh I don't think we've seen the end of him. Sure. We have several guest actors to talk about in this episode. Uh mm-hmm. quick uh note to Gary Jones as Walter uh radar Harriman, although at this mm-hmm. point in time he is still his name tag still says like Norman Davis. And
0: so who does it?
1: So uh, he goes through several <laughs> names and issues, so right now, we, the show hasn't solidified on what Walter Harriman's name actually is, uh, but it's still Gary Jones. <laughs> still Gary Jones
0: bringing it in, and you know, we can, we can avoid all of it if we just call him Radar. Radar.
1: There you go. Well, we also say hello again to David Kopp, who plays Lieutenant Grogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will recognize him from the episode uh, Proving Ground. Uh, where he was one of those four uh, young lieutenants who were learning about the Stargate program and all that stuff. Well, apparently he has mm-hmm. gotten his opportunity and then all of his teammates die. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, yep. And he gets shot several times. Yes. So but, so we can say hello again to David Kopp. We also mm-hmm. have Henry Gibson, who plays Marule. He is the mm-hmm. leader of the Latonian people. He was born in 1935 on September 21st in Germantown, Pennsylvania. And he died on September 14, 2009 in Mm -hmm. Malibu, California from cancer. Uh, He was a child star on the stage during the 1940s. In the late 1950s, he was an intelligence officer in the U.S. Air Force. His screen debut came in 1963 when he was cast in the Jerry Lewis film The Nutty Professor in 1963. In fact, that was his first IMDb credit. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, He made a couple other small appearances in the early 1960s in Kiss Me Stupid in 1964 and The Outlaw is Coming in 1965 uh, in which he played a rather hip Indian named Charlie Horse. Uh, suffice it to say, that would not fly today.
0: No. <laughs> um, but hey, it's a punny name.
1: It, it, it is.
0: He played Charlie Horse.
1: He did play Charlie Horse. Yes.
0: Really gives you a stitch.
1: Oh, man.
0: Makes it tough to walk afterward.
1: Okay. So he got his big gives break. Give me a limp. Um, I'm going to continue now. Can I continue? Can I please? I got a long <laughs> list of stuff here. I got <laughs> to keep moving here. <laughs> So he got his big break in 1968 when he was cast as a member of the regular cast of Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. In Uh, in fact, his character was a Southern poet. That's kind of his uh, uh, character in that uh, series, Mm Laugh-In. And in mm -hmm. fact, the name Henry Gibson is actually a stage name. He was born James (laughs) Bateman, um, (laughs) but he named himself after the Norwegian poet Henrik Ibsen. Because, as he says, if you, put, if you say his name with a southern accent, it sounds like Henry Gibson. <laughs> so, now, yeah, yeah, I his guess so. southern accent <laughs> was so convincing, not like mine now, uh, but it was so convincing <laughs> that uh, he once received a letter from the governor of Alabama claiming that he was one of the most exciting talents to come out of Alabama since Tallulah Bankhead.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I mean, so, you know, <laughs>
1: as, as Southern accents go, that's pretty impressive. Yes. Uh, he stayed with the show until 1971, and he left to, career, to continue his career as a character actor. He has mm. done hundreds of stuff just all over the place. He's probably mm. best known. Uh, his best-known film is uh, probably Nashville in 1975 mm-hmm. when he played mm-hmm. Haven Hamilton, a smarmy country and Western singer. Uh he got a Golden Globe award nomination and the award. So uh no he got a mm-hmm. nomination for the Golden Globe and he was awarded the National Film Critics Award for best supporting actor in that. Ah uh, yes, yes. There it is. I got to read all yep. of the lines. Uh, Other films include (laughs) The Incredible Shrinking Woman and The Burbs in 81 Mm -hmm. and 89, respectively. Mm -hmm. He's also done lots and lots of voiceovers and uh, voice work. So he did stuff in The Smurfs in 1981, The Wuzzles in 85, Galaxy High School in 86. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I mentioned before, his first IMDb credit was The Nutty Professor, where he played Gibson, a college student. Mm-hmm. Um, and his final credits came in from 2004 to 2008 when he played Judge Clark Brown in 24 episodes of Boston Legal. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. is Marule Henry Gibson. Yes. Colonel Sean Greaves is played by Frank Cassini. I don't have near as much mm-hmm. to talk about for him. He's just an actor known for uh, Vol- Volition, Blackstone, and Watchmen. Uh, He's been seen all over the place, including uh, TV shows Knots Landing, Mantis, The X-Files, Millennium, NYPD, Blue, The Twilight Zone, Da Vinci's Inquest, 4400, Supernatural, and most recently, Batwoman. Uh, the Batwoman credit is actually a 2021 credit, so that may not have even aired yet. He's been all over ah. the place. Uh, Frank's first IMDb credit came in 1986 when he played Ralph Pink in an episode of Miami Vice. Nice. <laughs> so. We have Christina Cox, who plays Lieutenant Kershaw. Uh, Mm -hmm. When she was young, she double majored in theater and dance at Arts York, a Unionville High School. Um, She went on to further her training at Ryerson Theater School of Toronto. Uh, In addition to her film and television credits, she has done a whole bunch of theater productions, ranging from things like Twelfth Night, from Shakespeare and Jim Cartwright's Raw and Dirty Road. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2009, so this is a few years after this aired, uh, she was in the series Defying Gravity, which was like a 13-episode uh, series uh, in 2009. She then did several guest stars' uh, roles, including stuff from for Dexter, 24, uh, mm-hmm. The Mentalist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has been all over the place, and as I was looking through her IMDB credits, I realized that she was in an episode of Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. Oh, nice! <laughs> Way back in 1995, she was in Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. We haven't tossed oh, that name great. out in a long, long no, time. No, it's
0: been a long time since but, we've uh, seen any of uh, But there is another Kung Kung
1: connection Fu. to that.
0: Yes, excellent.
1: Um, she played, uh, Christina Cox played Takeya. In the Stargate episode Spirits. Um, And uh, I'm just trying to picture this person with that makeup, and it just doesn't fly in my head very well.
0: I mean, but it's a named character, so she must have had a line or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she
1: did. She actually, Takaya had a a, a fair amount of dialogue and such. She was, see, it was Takaya, Takaya, however you pronounce that, and uh, Zales was the other. Um, I think Zales by. Um, Alex Zahara, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but And so it's actually possible I didn't look back, back in sp- season two when we did Spirits. I may have actually right. talked about uh, Christina Cox there as well. Who knows? I don't remember. But I don't remember uh Her first IMDB credit came in 1990 when she played a, quote, young woman in an episode of ENG or Eng. Okay. I don't know what that is. Know. I'm going to go with E-N-G. E-N-G. Yep. And finally, we have Sean Reese. Rice, R-E-I-S. I I don't know how to pronounce that, Sean. Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. But however you pronounce your name, you're the Jaffa Commander. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. an actor (laughs) known for The Chronicles of Riddick in 2004, Shooter in Mm 7, Flash Gordon, a modern space opera, also in 2007. Mm -hmm. Um, He's actually been uh, in a couple of other episodes as Jafar of Stargate. He was in one of Apophis's Jaffa in the episode Point of View mm. and he was also a Jaffa in the episode Upgrades. Okay. And now, however, uh he's a different Jaffa as Svarag's commander. Mm-hmm. There you go. His first IMDB credit came in nineteen ninety nine when he played Acolyte number no. two in first wave. <laughs> Nice. There you go. So, this episode aired originally on May 3rd, 2002. Uh, Number one on the charts in the US was Still Foolish by Ashanti. Mm -hmm. And in the UK, Mm -hmm. they were listening to Fresh Like Me by Sugar Babes.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. The early 2000s were a fun time, weren't they? Yeah. Fresh Like Me by Sugar Babies. I have no idea what this song is going to be. About. <laughs> I got nothing. I mean, it's probably up tempo. It's probably dance.
1: Uh, well, um, yeah, it's probably got that that pretty heavy, uh, um, dance beat to it.
0: That, might be, but it might also be hip hop. So, well, don't know.
1: Even hip hop has a pretty solid dance beat under it.
0: But oh yes,
1: yes, yes, usually yes. You, so, so um, so whatever it is, I have no guidance to give you there. But yeah, well, you know. Um, you know, it's fresh like me and number one in the box office is Spider-Man and Spider-Man kind of kicks off. This is the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. This kind of kicks oh, off yeah. the modern era of, of, uh, uh, mo- uh superhero movies. Yeah, that's and cool. so it was a fresh new experience like Peter Parker. Now, <laughs> uh-huh, the Scorpion uh-huh. King was desperately trying to have some of these same types of things, and their special effects just didn't cut it. And that's why they fell to number two. They couldn't compete with the maj- majesty of Spider-Man. They tried to change lanes, but they couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Changing lanes was number three. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were changing lanes because there was murder by numbers involved. And, uh, you know, they didn't like <laughs> the numbers, so they needed to go to the letters. Uh, and this is all about life or something like it. I don't know. Oh boy. Whew. That was, that was rough. I'm sorry about that. And across
0: the line.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm crashing into the line.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, Skidding. it's done. It's over. I
1: have lost all of the wheels. <laughs> the, but, you, but you made it. Yeah. Okay. You made it. <laughs> all right. Well, what I need is a closer to finish this off so that I don't have to, because I'm too tired for that. That brings us (laughs) to what happened on this day. On May 1, two days before this episode aired, the Padres' closer. See, there it is. Trevor Hoffman sets an MLB record for saves for one team. He saved 321 games in Mm -hmm. a 4-3 win versus the Chicago Cubs. There you go. So there you go. On May third, a military MIG-21 or MIG-21 aircraft crashes into the bank of Rajasthan in India killing eight people. Yikes. Yowzer. Ouch. Yeah. No, no, thank you. No bueno. On May 4th, getting back to baseball, Barry Bonds Mm -hmm. hits his 400th home run as a San Francisco giant in a three zero win over Cincinnati. Bonds is the first player with 400 homers for one team and 100 with another team. That is the Pirates. Yeah. Um was I he mean, involved also in the uh oh, the Royds stuff going um, on at that okay, point? Okay, that's
0: time? that's a great question, only in so much as the short answer is, well, yeah. Well but okay, I enough. can't remember if he officially got embroiled with it or not. Yeah. I, I really remember. don't recall. But that that's partly because I just kind of written off the entire late nineties, early two thousands baseball anything. Yeah. Just because, like the whole th- 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 those that were clean were so fe- well. No, I guess that that's probably unfair. There were probably far more people who were clean than not, but you know they weren't making the headlines.
1: That is true. The ones yep. who, yeah, you know, I, 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 yeah, it was just a. Don't do it, I'm people. Pretty don't sure, do it.
0: I'm pretty sure that Bonds has an asterisk next to his name now. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. But I don't remember.
1: Yeah. Well, also on May fourth. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Uh, The 128th Kentucky Derby was run, and Victor Espinoza won uh, aboard War Emblem, and they win Mm -hmm. in 2 minutes, 1 second, and 13 hundredths of a second. There you go. There you go. On May 5th, you know, may the 4th be with you, and then you have Cinco de Mayo. Uh, yes. Jacques Chirac wins the French presidential election for a second term, defeating Jean Marie Le Pen, leader of the far right National Front. So mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. on you, Chirac. I guess. Whatever. Yes. Go team. Also, Go then, team. one more day later, on May 6th, the entrepreneur Elon Musk founds SpaceX. Uh huh. And nearly 20 years later, they are now shooting rockets into space.
0: I've oh, been doing it for a little while. Well, fair enough. Now, what we're doing is that we are trying to we're trying to launch big rockets. We're testing big giant rockets, and they keep blowing up.
1: But that's okay. Well, you, you know, want them
0: blowing up in testing. You don't want them blowing up in real life.
1: That is well, you know, it, the, the, if the testing is in real life, that's okay too. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I meant blah blah blah. You know. Yes. I know. I'm just giving you stuff.
0: All Now's right. Now the time to blow up rockets. There you go. Okay. That should be a bumper sticker.
1: Now. Um, I don't have a whole lot in trivia for this episode, um, Uh but just the one thing. So, like, at the very beginning of this episode, we have previously on Stargate SG-1, and we see a whole bunch of uh, scenes from Touchstone and from Shades of Grey. Mm -hmm. And they even show us a picture of Sean Greaves and Kershaw there being arrested in the gate room. Mm -hmm. Uh, You may have noticed that. That said, they were not in those episodes. I was... Of wondering about that, these characters were created for this episode, and so they had to film those little snippets and then shoved into that previously on. Um, because that's that's a little that's a little
0: misleading. That's uh, that's that's, that's I'm, I'm not too upset about it, but I'm just sitting here, just kind of like that wasn't previously on Star I know,
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it was done well and it's clever, and it makes yes. you wonder, like, wait a second, were they? What, no, the answer is no, they weren't. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's really what I have. That's that. There. That's that. That's funny. Um, so this episode, the Sentinel. Yeah. In other languages is mm. the Sentinel. Hmm. That's it. That, oh, across the board? Across the board. The French, uh-huh, the Italian, uh-huh. the Spanish, the Czech, the Hungarian, even the Germans yeah. call it the Sentinel.
0: That's, that's about on pace. Yeah. With this episode. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So just, just 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 is
1: there is um, <laughs> there there was one goof that's worth talking about. So Grogan is actually a lieutenant, and he is uh, determined that he was a deten- oh, lieutenant several episodes ago in proving ground Yes. However, at the beginning of this episode, when he introduces himself, he actually says this is Sergeant Grogan, um, and then later on, he is then referred to routinely as Lieutenant Grogan. Um, so there was okay. just a little bit of a goof there.
0: I thought I also heard a reference to a colonel at one point.
1: Um, yeah, and
0: not not um not O'Neill.
1: So I think the leader of uh, SG Nine, which is a diplomatic unit, was a colonel, but he died.
0: Ah, uh, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, and, thank you. And such,
1: I can't remember for sure.
0: But yes, I was getting my ranks of person confused, and at one point I'm like, oh, is he a colonel? Oh. Huh. And then really I just... You're young to didn't. be a colonel. I didn't. I... It, it's television. television. I don't know. All
1: right. All right. Yeah. Well, shall we move into the synopsis here?
0: Yeah. All
1: right. Let's here get into go. this. Previously on Stargate SG-1, the touchstone is taken by rogue NID agents. O'Neill entraps Mayborn and the rogue agents by pretending to be one of them. The Asgard helps shut down the off-world base. Several people are arrested, including two people we've never seen before, but now they're going to be important, so we have to sneak them into the previously-on footage. (laughs) And now... General Hammond attempts to contact SG-9 on Latona. SG-9 has been attempting to re-establish diplomatic ties with the Latonians after the rogue NID agents really screwed things up with their relationship between Earth and the Latonians. This is important because they have this really cool, big honking space gun created hundreds of years ago called the Sentinel that protects the whole planet, which would be awesome if we could have that. Unfortunately... SG-9 is 11 hours overdue for their scheduled check-in. What is going on? Now, Hammond is able to make contact with Lieutenant Grogan of SG-9, who reports that they were attacked by Jaffa and that he is cut off from the Stargate. The Sentinel hasn't been activated yet for some reason. We don't know why. Uh, And communications are now cut off. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, Brent. Mm. We have a problem. Yes, we do. we gotta, we got to fix a problem. Okay. Time for the obligatory briefing room scene, complete with the video <laughs> screen to play back old footage from the Rogue NID records. At this briefing, Hammond explains to SG-1 that two years previously, an NID team attempted to analyze the Sentinel to create copies to defend Earth with them. The Latonans, however, refused to give them access to the Sentinel. And according to the reports of the Rogue NID agents before anything more could happen, they were shut down by O'Neill in the aforementioned Shades of Grey episode. Mm -hmm. However, apparently, shocker, they did find the Sentinel and did something to it, such that now it's not working properly. Surprise, surprise, the bad guy lies. I don't know. Colonel Jack O'Neill volunteers to visit Colonel Greaves in prison to find out what he did to the Sentinel. Greavesing. Okay, stop. Yep.
0: What rank? Oh, it's Grogan that we were screwing up, not Greaves. That's who I was thinking of. Ah, uh, yes. So, Grogan, for Grogan is co- the young guy. Greaves. Yeah. Greaves is yes. the, the yes. Yeah. Grizzled, convict. Yeah, grizzled guy that's really, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what it was. And so, yes, okay. So, I, I did not mishear. Stop. It is Colonel Greaves. Carrying on.
1: Thank you. Carrying on. Okay. Colonel O'Neill volunteers to visit Colonel Greaves in prison to find out what he did to the Sentinel. Greaves admits that they, in fact, did find the Sentinel. They then disassembled it to figure out how it works, and then they put it all back together, all under the cover of night. Now, if something is wrong, then Greaves needs to go with the SG-1 team to Latona, and he needs to take his right-hand Lieutenant Kershaw with him. He also wants their sentences commuted. You know, death row is a rather permanent punishment. Maybe life in prison (laughs) would be better. What do you think? Can we do that? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so SG-1, along with SG-3 and the two convicts, travel to the planet after using a UAV and a couple of missiles to clear out the Jaffa guarding the gate, which was kind of cool. On Latona, Mm -hmm. they then find SG-9's only surviving member, Lieutenant Grogan. O'Neill has Grogan lead him into the city in order to attempt the, to convince the leadership to evacuate through the gate to save as many people as possible. Major Carter, Teal, Dr. Jackson, along with Greaves and Kershaw continue to the location of the Sentinel to fix what has been broken. Carter's team locates the Sentinel and attempts to disable the force field protecting it. It took Greaves and Kershaw just under 48 hours to disable the to disable the force field the first time hopefully they can speed that up just a little wee bit this time around daniel works to help the convicts take down the singing shield while sam and teal guard the entrance from the jaffa patrols that are inevitably coming meanwhile o'neill and grogan get into the city and visit marul, marul the leader of the Latonans. Fortunately, the Jaffa commander has just left Marul's office and doesn't notice uh, that two new people walked in. Okay, Jack then attempts to persuade Marul that he needs to evacuate the population. Now, Marul seems a bit naive. He and his people are simple people. They have apparently technologically regressed since their ancestors built the sentinel. You know, so long as things work, they don't really care, since they are able to devote their lives to more artistic and philosophic things now. So you know, hey, you know, if the toaster toasts, who cares how it works? <laughs> the toaster. To- <laughs>
0: What? And we're talking about the machine that makes uh, bread b- good, right? Not the one. Not the. Uh, not not the robots that uh, nuked Caprica.
1: That, that is that is true. I was talking about toasters, not toasters. Come on, come on, not toasters. Yeah, come yeah. on. Keep up. All right. keep up. So Marul has absolute faith in the Sentinel, and so long as the candle in his office continues to burn, supposedly the sign that the Sentinel is still sentineling, he will not evacuate. <laughs> You'll see. The Sentinel will protect us. Jack is just a little bit exacerbated. Well, no, exasperated. Wow, what the heck yeah, am I, doing? Ex- no. I, I Yeah, he's not exacerbated. Exasperated. I take the wrong no. word there. I'm dumb. Not no, it's me. all right.
0: You know, exas- you know the, the situation was I'm, I'm just was exacerbating the situation by making a big deal. Yes, <laughs> yes. yeah. But, but if Jack were exacerbating, that's something that he needs to do by himself.
1: Well, you know, it's like mastication.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the same way that it's like almost something, but not quite.
1: Yes, you know. Sort of like masturbation. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And all of our parents are now scrambling to cover their children's ears.
0: (laughs) Wait, why was that joke
1: funny? I'll explain it to you when you're older. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Getting back to the synopsis here. Yes. While they were, are talking in Marul's office, the Guawuld Hotak begins to fire down upon the city. And with his giant speakers in space that totally send sound waves through a vacuum and then <laughs> into the <laughs> atmosphere, Svarog Guawulds with the mustache-twirling badness about their doom if they don't submit. I am Svarog! Blah, like blah, blah, blah. blah. You made Gul'uld a verb there. That's pretty good. I know. I thought that was pretty cool. S'fara yeah. Gul'ulds. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then, at the appropriate time, of course, because it's plot, and that's what happens with plot, at the appropriate time things happen, the Jaffa commander bursts in and takes Marul, O'Neil, and Grogan captive. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Now, back at the Sentinel... Jaffa find them, and while Sam and Teal try to hold them off, the others work on the shield. Daniel wants to try, and so Greaves takes Daniel's gun to help defend their position. Daniel figures out the pattern, and with Kershaw's help, deactivates the force field. Woohoo! The first waves of Jaffa have been repelled. Huzzah! But more Yay! are coming. Hmm. Greaves starts Ooh. examining the sentinel to see what they did wrong. He doesn't think they did anything wrong, but they gotta check it anyway. More Jaffa! Daniel and Kershaw work to turn the force field back on so that they will be protected from the Jaffa! It works, but not before Kershaw takes a staff blast in her back. Oh dear. Daniel reads some texts, some text that says life force and life energy and two is one. Kershaw is dying. And while she's dying, she is trying to convince Greaves that the only explanation is that the problem with the Sentinel is not in the device itself, but that they killed the caretaker. No, 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 it can't be the caretaker. we got to do something wrong, blah, blah, blah. While they are working on the Sentinel as NID agents, the caretaker of the Sentinel snuck up on them and Greaves was startled and so naturally he shot the caretaker because what do you do when you shoot, You get startled? You shoot somebody, naturally. Obviously. obviously, And then it he spends a lot well. of time trying to justify his actions. Well, My orders were to save Earth by any means necessary. You know what that means. I had to shoot him. It wasn't my fault. It was his fault. He shouldn't have spooked me. With the caretaker dead, they then rig the dead man's switch so that Marule's candle wouldn't go out. Oh boy, this is quite the predicament we are in now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, as they are waxing poetic, I mean pondering the nature of man and machine or something like that, the Jaffa enter the cave with the sentinel. This time, however, O'Neill and Grogan are prisoners. The Jaffa commander demands they lower the force field or they will kill their prisoners. O'Neill orders Carter to blow up the Sentinel, which grants him a couple of prods from the painful goo-wooled cattle prods. Ouch. Oh, that's right, yeah. With, the, with, you know, because cattle prods that spoke in your back will make your face glow because yes. that works. That's, uh, that's how, you how know it, know it works. works. Greaves is beginning to understand what happened and how to, quote, fix things. He tells them that he can shut the force field down from the Sentinel device. O'Neill reiterates his order to Carter to blow it up. However, Carter tells O'Neil that she's going to let Greaves lower the force field. She thinks it's the right thing to do. Wink, wink. Wink.
0: Greaves wink. takes
1: hold of the device and suddenly it works! And all of the bad guys are poofed out of existence, including presumably Svarag and his hot talk vessel in orbit. The day is saved! Woohoo! Hooray! But Greaves is gone too. You know, that whole two-in-one thing? Yeah... Kershaw has Aww. also died from her wounds from the staff blast. Aww. Now, that's a pretty awesome weapon. Tilk suggests that maybe they should, you know, get themselves one of these things, or study this one. But Jack merely replies that he thinks he knows exactly what the Latonans will say. Mm. The end. The end. Sobrent. Yeah. The Sentinel. Yeah. What'd you think?
0: Mmm. So... I will say right now that I have had a plain bagel with plain cream cheese this morning. Normally, that's a good sign. Indeed. Unfortunately, it's not going to help this one. Zach, it's been a long time since I've been really bored with the Stargate episode. I can't recall the last time I sat through 43 minutes of Stargate and kind of looked at the clock and said, when is this one going to end? Like, what was up with this one? this one like also it's kind of a stunner that it, like Peter DeLuise has his name on this one. Well, I mean, I don't know. You can you can still direct a turd and it's all right. And you know, like the 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 acting was fine. It was fine. Um, but the story was just so milk toast. I mean, like this one was, this one felt like a season one story for real. Like, uh, our our heroes go off to a world, get told no, you can't have the thing. Bloody blah drama, bloody blah, where they did, you know, a version of the team don't take no for an answer. Problems arise. You got to shoot the bad guys. Pew, 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 bigger. We need bigger explosions. Um, and it all wraps up like really tightly, like super tightly. The only kind of like toes over the edge that we have on this one is this passing reference by Teal saying we should get us one of those. And 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 O'Neill being like, not going to happen. Fade to credits. Like, like I don't know. Um, I seem to recall that there were parts in the episode where I was kind of chuckling or I enjoyed some of the deliveries from the lines, almost certainly having to do with Richard Dean Anderson, just because he's usually the one. Oh, no, it was something else. Michael Shanks had a line that he delivered. No, no, I'm remembering. Uh, it was in the briefing room. It was Teal'c. It, my, uh, you know, uh, Jackson says something sarcastic. Teal responds in a very flat way. And I laughed because there you go. <laughs> I think that was the highlight of the episode for me. Like, which is disappointing, but you can't win them all. Number one, number two, it's not like it was terrible. It's just, like I said, I was watching it. And as the story was going along, I was just like, I don't know, where's this going? Like, where, where, where is this going? And then it, Resolved in basically kind of a silly way. Um, but I mean it more like, like <laughs> the, 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 you know, the tepid defense that Greaves gives about how, what happened such that he decides to shoot the caretaker and then there. um, <laughs> and then they're uh, understanding that he was wearing a dead man switch for some reason, which I don't know if they knew or not at the particular point. So they rigged it to stay active, and then they get themselves back to the place, and they are seriously trying to go at the problem from the position of there must be something wrong with the device. Maybe, may I don't know. I don't. It just seemed it just seemed a little too like backwards. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. how 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 they kind of came to that realization, like, oh, wait a minute, the guy we shot and then falsified his uh, his life was actually pretty important. Huh. It's like, well, then why did you take those actions? Like, you know, if he was just a person running up and getting you, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, maybe I could spin it in a way to be like, oh, the, the reason why is because. Uh, they were trying to do this covertly, and if uh, if his death were discovered that uh, it would it would ruin their ability to understand this device, which then allows me to counter counter argue, which is like, yeah, okay, fine. so you so you rig the uh dead man switch so that it doesn't go off, but like, I don't know, does he have a family? like does he have <laughs> neighbors? Somebody's probably gonna notice that he's not coming home. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not sure your plan here was all that great. And then, seriously, puff of light, or not puff of light, but you know, blinding light, little puff of smoke, and this newly named Svarog who shows up and broadcasts, you know, from space that you're all going to die unless you subje- sub- subject yourself to my will. Uh, he's gone? Like, for real? Here and then gone. Yep, yep. Like, that's it. Yep. Like, there's parts about this which feel kind of like the Knox. Like, this group of people are able to effectively just completely kick the tails of the Ghoul'uld, but they are reasonably uh, not concerned with trying to kick the tails of the ghoul old, Um all things considered. But unlike the Nox, where, I don't know, it kind of felt like a kind of fun, rad story. There's a little bit of mystical, like, ooh, who knows what's going on here type of thing. This one was just straight up sci-fi. Like, there's a machine. It's over there. It's protected by a force field. No one knows how to use it. We can get through the force field by doing uh, some weird harmonics math and get inside. Uh, it takes a person to hold onto a couple of tubes. And then literally it makes a value judgment on the on the worth <laughs> of every creature within some radius (laughs) and every creature that doesn't pass the morality test (laughs) is just gone (laughs) like wow that's real (laughs) convenience well yeah oh yeah okay so i'm uh, no i i'm not a fan i'm not a fan of this one (laughs) but i i i hope i can pitch it to you and i will hear uh, support or similar feelings what I'm fearing though is that I'm gonna pitch it to you and you're gonna be like this is one of my favorite episodes of Stargate <laughs> okay. so so Zach yeah <clears throat> at that risk yep uh what do you think of this episode
1: oh this is a hot pile of trash <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not a good Stargate episode it's oh. Uh, you 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 are you are spot on as far as I'm concerned. You are spot on. It's a boring episode. Nothing happens in it. There are serious questions. How does this work? Okay, so now, now the whole idea of the sentinel that merges a a machine and human life form to do that kind of power, that's kind of cool. That's very sci-fi. Sure. That that's cool. Yes. But now you have a culture who is technologically regressed. So when it fires off, presumably the dead man switches there so that when the sentinel or when the caretaker merges with the sentinel uh, and it does its thing, then uh, Marul or whomever is the leader knows that that's happened and now that it's not working now. So so Mm, mm -hmm, either mm -hmm. Marul, either there's a serious problem in this or Marul is the best actor on the planet. (laughs) <laughs> because Marula is a complete idiot I mean it's yes. a lovable character he's just, just oh, yes. so earnest uh, and, and, and I get it and, and, and Henry Gibson does a great job of portraying that character I love it, it's, it that's wonderful his acting is great yes. it, that's great yes. but, but if he literally if he doesn't know what's going on or if nobody knows what's going on how the mm-hmm. heck do you get another caretaker? And how does that caretaker get trained into knowing what to do? I I mean, there's, yeah.
0: Presumably, flame goes out. There's a ceremony. Oh, no, we need a new caretaker. Who's going to be the caretaker? The caretaker? You! You're going to be the Oh, me? I am the caretaker. And off they go. Who's going to train the caretaker? Apparently, they just live. Huh? The old caretaker's
1: dead. Who's going to train the new caretaker?
0: Oh, well, I mean, all you have to do is just hold on to a couple of rods.
1: Yeah, but you have to know, you have to figure out how to get through the shield. Oh, that's true. It's not just about holding on to the rods. That's
0: true. Because you got to know. How do you know?
1: Yes. And and presumably you have to be able to know something about something about who the bad guys are. Because we know that that, uh, when the caretaker was shot, he's like, just let me put one hand on the device. Just one. You know that what he was thinking about is destroying himself to get rid of uh, Kershaw and... And grieves in that moment. Yes. So yes. there is some element of being able to know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. How do you know hey. that? I mean
0: Oh, there's that. That that one that one is just plain as days. Like, wow, that's that's magic. That's 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 uh that's the judgment seat right there. That's that's real. That's that's you don't expect
1: that out of a machine, Zach. Uh well, no, no, you know, I mean toasters can't do things like that. You need real toasters thinking people for do that.
0: that. Toasters cannot adjudicate.
1: No. They
0: toast. Toasters toast. Toasters toast. People adjudicate. Or nuke Caprica. (laughs) (laughs) Or they nuke Caprica. There are two options with toasters. Make toast, nuke Caprica. Neither of them are adjudicate morality. I got to tell you.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, (sighs) know, later on, the the, the toasters, the the, the human, the fleshy toasters, you know, uh, do some morality stuff. (laughs) And in any case, this is a Stargate podcast. (sighs) Oh, Stargate. Stargate, Stargate, Stargate! Yes, this is a Stargate, Stargate, Stargate podcast. Um, you know there there are, it's kind of neat to tell a story about uh, you know the the NID, you know having screwed something up and needing to go back and fix it. I kind of like that story. Sure, uh, sure. It's even plausible the way they set this up that this is uh, a diplomatic mission originally to kind of. You know, we kind of screwed things up, and we talked to them before, and now we're trying to do it right and get another trust and learn them and all of that stuff, blah, blah, blah. That makes sense. It works, but ugh, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So and, you know— Do you th- think— Oh, yeah. carry on.
0: Go ahead. Do you think this is a story about faith? I don't, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to make something out of nothing right now.
1: no. I mean, we could talk about faith, I suppose. I mean, there is certainly I mean, a certain amount of faith that they have in things working properly. There's faith right. that they have in the Sentinel and all of that stuff. Um, so certainly there is I mean, an element even, of faith in the story. But no, I don't think this is an element, of, an episode about faith.
0: Right. Even, even in the face of uh, evidence against it, no, the Sentinel will save us. I mean, I don't know. It just sounded... You can tell, you can tell because this flame is still on fire. Ah, that's how we can tell, you know,
1: that I also have to think, you know, that is, I mean, you know, this is clearly a highly advanced civilization that has technologically regressed. But how the heck does that sit? I mean, you know, yeah, that's yeah, clearly you, some you know sort of because gas flame, right? <laughs> so so gas burns and then it stops burning because it runs out of gas. Um that,
0: that's one way, yes.
1: I mean you I Maybe mean, turn it rains off the, the, the real hard? You, you know.
0: What? Yeah. Maybe it rains real hard. Maybe somebody accidentally spills some punch.
1: You know, if you like trip and you bump into it and it falls down, it could go out.
0: Maybe it catches the entire building on fire Oh. and destroys it.
1: Uh oh. See
0: Then the, then you then your little sacred flame thing is no now just now a melted pile of metal.
1: Yeah. I mean the, See? Yeah. And and so mm-hmm. like what happens now? I mean, they they got rid of uh I mean the implication in the story is that Marule was killed. <laughs> oh, so, was it? Well, you know, so so he was captured and uh, attacked yes. by you yes. know the the Jaffa commander. Yes. And he doesn't show up in the Sentinel. Correct. Um you know, Yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. you know, it's yeah. it's hard to you know, you can't kill Henry Gibson because he's just such this diminutive cute little guy. You yeah. know you can't kill the old little guy, uh but the implication is that he's dead, and let's assume yeah, that yeah, he was cool. actually intelligent, knew what was going on and was just playing dumb in all of this yep. stuff. um mm-hmm. well, now the guy who knows what's going on is dead, so yeah, either there are more people who know what's going on or they're really hosed or so I mean, there's just problems with this
0: episode no. Here's an interesting question. And all right, I will give my meta answer ahead of asking the question. Okay. The meta answer is what I'm about to ask is a terrible idea because it's immoral. Okay. But here's the question. Okay. Teal'c said, hey, we should get us one of these machines. And O'Neill said, I'm pretty sure I know what the Laconans are going to say about it. But if... If the Laconans are functionally idiots, like, 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 is this machine going to continue to do them any good at all? And if not, are they really going to miss it? And again, meta question. No, you don't do that because that's immoral. Um, Just because a people group may or may not be able to comprehend something so you presume Big problem number one doesn't give you the right to come in and be like, well, you're not using this anyway. So I'll just go ahead and I'll just go ahead and take it. No, 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 no. However, like, you know, to to bring it back to. And I just had a second thought, which. okay, to bring it back to like how much of a hot pile of mess this thing is. um, The way that the questions were set up and the way that they were uh, explored and the way that the uh, uh, the explanation of why things are on this planet. How it was all propped up uh, within the construct of this story does immediately create all of these really goofy plot problems. Indeed. Um, that that are clunky, and if you really try to wrestle with it, they could theoretically in uh, open up some really interesting ideas or, or interesting conversations. However, the action steps that would be required to explore those ideas don't fit the character types of our heroes. Like you know, there's all sorts of problems in here that we would. Have to try to navigate, which brings me to the other idea that just crossed my mind of like, yeah, or I can just pretend like this episode never happened and, and just move yeah. on. Like this is a TV show. This is entertainment. This one kind of stunk. Um, Must I constantly try to square every single second of a TV show against itself as if it were some kind of of a photographic record of true events? No. No, I don't. Um, I can look at this one and go, "Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to pretend like this one doesn't really exist and move along. Uh, If later, if later in Stargate, if the story comes back here and still ends up suffering from some of these goofy plot problems, which I doubt, I doubt we'll ever come back. And I doubt if even if we did, we would have the same plot problems. If we came back, it probably would be kind of clever. Like, oh, you thought... They were simple, looking at a piece of fire to figure out if a caretaker was alive, that all it took was grabbing a hold of a couple poles and it did this moral judgment. But what actually was happening was blah, 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 whatever blah, blah, blah was, right? Mm -hmm. Do some great retcon or whatever. Then we can come back here and I can now look at this particular episode and be like, oh, okay. Well, instead of seeing a bunch of nincompoops running around, what was actually occurring was blah. Well, I got a feeling we're never going to do that, which is fine. Spoiler,
1: we're not going to do that. We're not. Yeah, fine. Yeah. This, this, this is go. the one and done and I'm okay with that. Fine by me. Yeah, this yep. Uh, they functionally pretend this episode doesn't exist for the rest of the series. I think. Good. Unless some unless I'm forgetting something, uh which is by all means possible. It's certainly possible. Now,
0: one thing that was crossing my mind as as you were reading through the synopsis. So I, you know, I finished the episode and I'm just like, "What did I just watch?" Um You're reading through the synopsis, and I was recalling that we are on, what are we on, 19 of the season or 20 20. of the season? 20. And there's 22 this season, correct? Yes. So we're basically towards the end. And I seem to remember that in season four, there seemed to be kind of a stinker about three episodes out from the end. And, like, I I kind of wonder if there's going to it's not necessarily a truism but like if you're gonna jam in an episode which really isn't all that strong but it made you know it made it through the rounds as a potential story and you've bothered to put in the time and effort to actually film it and you know it's not the best but you know I mean whatever it's television it'll it, it'll sell um but you put it in <laughs> like it like third to last like right. it, like it'll it stands on its own it doesn't actually impact the storyline the grand storyline nothing about it is uh incongruous with where our team is right like like there were no um like they didn't get help from the Tolan for example in this right. episode something where we'd be like whoa that's weird um you know, because it would be out of sequence. So it's a completely little isolated standalone thing. And it's a bit of a stinker. So you just put it in towards the end. And then you, <laughs> you end the season strong and you get ready for the next one.
1: Yep. Yep. That is definitely a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to find out next week and the week after to know if your supposition of whether the season ends strongly uh, happens. Yeah. Um, I have my opinions, but I won't say anything right now because that's next week. I kind of, started talking over top of you. I don't, I don't have the
0: feeling that you have an awful lot to say.
1: <laughs> I don't have much more to say about this episode. Um, it, it, it really is a forgettable episode. I, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it, you know, uh, Henry Gibson does a great job with that character. Yes, he it's kind of nice to see Lieutenant Grogan again, but yeah, who cares? It's not that big yeah. a deal. Um, right. You know, so there, there's some callbacks that are nice uh the callback to what the nid was doing and the ramifications therein is nice although it doesn't play out very well in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. Joe Malozzi calls this episode a miss as well. So, yeah. you know, we're on good stand firm ground there. Um yeah. There's I don't know, people, what did I miss? And and you know what? In just a moment, Brent, you and I are going to read the predictions, yes, and it's possible that somebody there yes. will have said something that I will have completely missed, and that will change everything for me. But before yes, we get totally there, possible. we need to give our predictions,
0: yeah, our we do. Chevron
1: ratings, our ratings. Yep. So, uh, if you're ready, give me your Chevron yep. rating for this episode.
0: Um. I think I'm going to be a little bit harsh. And the reason why is because I've seen what this cast and crew, what these writers, what this director, this production is able to consistently do. And this one was just not it. I'm going to give this one a two out of seven, which is really low, Mm -hmm. but it's not because it was just that bad. It's just, it was a complete waste of time. There we go. That's it. Um, They did a, they did, you know, the, lots of individuals did decent work within this complete waste of time, but it was just a waste of time. Yeah. Don't watch it.
1: Yeah. You could skip this episode. Never see this, and you wouldn't miss anything in the whole series.
0: Which is a shame, but also it happens. It happens. So I give it a two. Yep. How about you, Zach? Uh,
1: for very similar reasons, I'm not going to be perhaps quite so harsh. I'm going to give this a three. Um, mm-hmm. this is This is just not... Good. <laughs> I mean, right? It, 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 it's, it's, it's it, you know, you know O'Neil is O'Neil. Carter is Carter. Daniel is Daniel. Teal'c is Teal'c. We get a great new character, Marul. Wonderful. Yeah. You, know, um, you know, there's all sorts of really good things in it. But when you put it all together, it just doesn't work for me. So for me, it's a three. It's a three. Yep. All right. Shall we... See what people have to say.
0: Yes. While you're doing that, I'm going to pull up the Twitter because I did remember well, you reminded me, but um, I did post on Twitter to give people's predictions. Let's see if anybody did. All right. Uh, the short answer is no. Nobody. Short okay. answer is no. That's all right. That's all right. I don't mind. It's okay. Okay. Go over to Facebook. I mean, I'm not there, but whatever. Give like, it over there. It's
1: okay. All right. Because you can
0: be more verbose on Facebook anyway. So carry on. What do people have to say? All right. So
1: we start off with Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Kevin says, I'm going to say this episode will get a five from Zach and a four from Brent. It's mm. fun, but not too important. I would give it a four and a half out of seven chevrons. Sure. Um, so, well. There you go. There you go, Kevin. Uh, I am not near as gracious to this episode. <laughs> Neither am I. Uh, <laughs> I agree that, like, you know,
0: there's nothing, there's nothing tragically wrong about it, but meh. Big old pile of meh.
1: Um. Okay. So we then have, uh, okay, so then we have Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Kimberly says, interesting premise, but ultimately this is a standalone episode. Jack gets a lot of snazzy lines, which is always entertaining. Uh, she predicts a four from Brent and a three and a half from Zach.
0: Yep, but no.
1: Nope, nope. So, yeah. Still too high. Yeah. Okay, we've That's got right. Tim. Hi, Tim. Tim says, in my opinion, it is fine. It isn't bad, but it isn't great either. I would give it a four. My guess is that Brent and Zach will like the redemption arc, but in the end, it redemption it's redemption for people we barely know. So five for yep. both Zach and Brent. Uh,
0: honestly, the redemption arc, I hear you. Um, I disagree a bit just because the redemption arc was just so weak sauce. Uh, yeah, like, I would agree so. I mean, like, up know, until the time like when he's like, Go oh, I'm going to sacrifice gonna
1: myself. He's like, yeah. no, 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 it's not a person. It's got to be the machine. It, it, they,
0: there was the potential for a good redemption story in here.
1: Yeah. I mean, actually, I, I would, would say that, that, yeah. that Kershaw's redemption is kind of cool. I mean, I, I she is humanized in a way. Uh, and so I appreciate that. But uh, Grieve's you know i'm I'm glad that you're willing to sacrifice yourself for others that doesn't mean you're not an ass uh, you could probably beep that out
0: yeah there's i you know and I don't know if you could if so i I think this show was trying so here's the deal like you you could probably get a bit more humanity inside these characters if you cut out something and the something you'd have to cut out would probably be the um the conflict with the Jaffa, which means that you'd probably have to cut out Marul, which means you wouldn't have this great guest actor put out, you know, put a good show for this character, right? Like, right. like you'd have to end up chopping that whole part out. And I don't think you could bring it back in. Um, But you'd need that much time for us to go from, wait, who is this jerk to, oh, this is a jerk with a heart of gold to, oh, this, this jerk with a heart of gold totally saved us. Wow. Oh, so good. But oh, we didn't, yeah. we didn't do
1: it. All right, we have a couple more predictions from email. Ah, yes. So the first one comes from Austin. Hi, Austin. Austin says, I hope Zach and Brent can prove me wrong, but it seems this episode is in contrast to the warrior and nemesis, as there doesn't seem to be much to discuss in this one, unfortunately. No Mm -hmm. necessity to take care of oneself means that everyone regresses, I doubt that mm-hmm. the planet's society is so homogenous that no one knows STEM subjects just out of curiosity. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe <laughs> necessity Why? really does make you know? us who we are and not our nature. I'm reaching here.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, There. I mean, I hear you. There is a bit of a reach, but like... I made peace with the notion that this particular episode is probably not worth thinking too much about, but it stands out now as bad television because the show is really good television, mm-hmm. right? So giving it the benefit of the doubt and trying to figure out something like, okay, well, surely there's probably something good in here. It's like, well,
1: maybe not. Maybe not. He continues. Pretty run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. sci-fi show plot, slow pacing, and also a pretty boring story, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah best yeah. thing about the episode is Henry Gibson. You're absolutely right yep. on that. Maybe some I discussion agree. to be had about the redemption offered to Kershaw and Greaves, I suppose. Also, did anyone get the strange vibe from the guy that O'Neill rescued, that is Grogan, that he would somehow be a traitor or a guawool in disguise due to bad acting? No? Just me? Oh, never mind.
0: There was definitely a moment like they ran past him and Grogan was asleep. And all good. But the explanation was kind of wonked. Yeah. Like I must have got knocked out or something and he wakes up right at the right time. It was just weird. So no, I didn't get it. But you know why I didn't get it is because yeah, this 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 episode was so milk toast. Cause you could have done it, but you had to have a little bit of an edge. You had to have me kind of on this emotional kind of edge so that if I saw a Supposed ally in a very weird situation, I'd be suspicious, but I wasn't suspicious because I was bored.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, he concludes the only thing I took away from this episode is that I want the sentinel prop in my house. I'll ag- acknowledge it. Yeah, that was a pretty yes. cool prop. Um, by the happy. way, uh, the the uh, that amalgam of of dirt and rock and branches yeah. and such that was that was a natural thing that they found somewhere. They didn't I, build that.
0: Well, no, I knew that that wasn't a built thing. It looked to me like it was um, discarded. Uh, it looks like what happens when you, when you clear a field of mm. tree stumps. Um, and so I looked at it and I presumed that there was like a clear cut that had happened somewhere nearby where they were filming. And this was just everything getting ripped out. Um, you'll see that if there's a massive clear cut that happens in this particular spot. Right. Or it might have been natural, a natural feature as a result of some kind of flooding or something. But, yes, they Sorry found it. Say, and they, they found that they out in the world. That's yes. you
1: know They didn't build that. Um, which it looks kind of cool. Anyway, he predicts, yes, sure Austin does. predicts, that you'll give it a three chevrons and I'll give it a four right. chevrons. Yeah. So for M- all of those reasons, one. we gave it one less chevron apiece.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: All right. And then we'll close with David's prediction. Hi, David. David says the sentinel protection buffer. He doesn't need it. Doesn't need it, no. This was an (laughs) acceptable episode, he said. Plot-wise, it fits with the Gua'uld. Emboldened by the return of Anubis, go on the offensive and start attacking helpless planets again. Hey! You just thought you know of something that I haven't thought about that makes this a little bit better than it was. I was about to say the same thing. I'm just like, all right, all right. Okay, yeah, I didn't even think of that. But yeah. uh, it, also, it was also nice to have a callback to previous seasons with the whole clean up the mess left by the NID. I would agree with that. Also mm-hmm. appreciate the nice special guest star stunt casting with uh, Henry Gibson. Yeah, he was great mm-hmm. for that. Zach mm-hmm. and Brent, you two kids are probably too young to remember Henry Gibson from Laughing or from his numerous roles, including one of my favorites, the leader of the local chapter of the Illinois Nazis in The Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, who can forget from that 1980? one? Nineteen eighty, but of course I Zach has already read Illinois Trivia, Nazis. so you know all about him. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, I missed the whole thing about Blues Brothers, and it's been way too long since I've seen it, so I missed him in that. So, nah, sorry. don't worry
0: about it. I mean, well, no, let me completely rephrase that. Um, yes, worry about it, but it's fine. It's fine.
1: Anyway, so this was a fine episode, but season-wise, this would have been better earlier in the season. It's a filler episode, and that's okay, sure. but it really sure. does nothing to ramp up the tension for the upcoming end of the season. You talked about that, Brent. And we've mm-hmm. talked about my feelings that about that before. It's also another, quote, hero in Jeopardy, close quote story, but at least we got a bad guy does the right thing and takes off his plot armor moment for about a, out of it. Right. Sure. Sure. Okay, fine. (laughs) Anyway, he says, Brent, you'll give it four chevrons because the Sentinel on its own is interesting as a concept, but the episode as a whole was just okay. Zach will give it four and a half chevrons because I think he liked it just a little bit more than Brent. Well, (laughs) I'm... Um, I don't...
0: So the Sentinel as a concept, if... Did I like the Sentinel as a concept? Um... Yeah, I can see how there would be the possibility to actually build this story up differently so that I would have jammed on a little bit harder because the, 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 the principal aspect of the Sentinel machine is sacrifice, but we don't know that until the end, um,
1: and, and it doesn't play it out being, until the very end. There isn't, there aren't yeah, even especially hints about that until the end. No,
0: exactly. So instead of there being this like this build up to a moment of sacrifice which saves the day, it's just this mystery. It's not even a mystery. It's there. There's this like clunky. Like I don't know. Let's put power on it. I don't know. Let's try to boot the software. I don't know. Let's put oil in the thing. You know what I mean? Like like we're in that level of mystery solving to get the thing to work again and then all of a sudden it's like oh it takes a person and it wasn't even clear that the person was going to be sacrificed like even that part wasn't clear to me until it actually happened right um you know so but yeah i mean i definitely agree that there was i mean that's that might be a piece of the puzzle too though like i'm still going to stick with my two no question but like there was the potential for a decent amount of good storytelling in through here you could have done this with that or this with this but you couldn't do all of this that we tried to do in forty some minutes and wrap it up. Like, right. Nah. There, there,
1: work. there was there was time to do some. There, there was there were ideas here to do something, but they yeah. didn't quite do it. And you know what? This is actually. I think that that it wasn't just Joe who. Uh, recognized this. Because as I was watching the commentary, usually the commentary has a couple of voices that, you know, for in, in either enjoyable, entertaining, and less enjoyable and entertaining ways, talk about the episode in various ways. Uh, sure. For the commentary for this episode, it had Gary Jones, who plays uh, Sergeant Harriman, Sergeant Radar, yeah. and Peter DeLuise. And uh, for most of the commentary, they were riffing on what... Uh, the sergeant was doing and not doing and how he was, you know, building this meta story that he was dealing with in the whole world that has nothing to do gotcha. with the rest of the story. So, gotcha. so they were riffing on silly things like that as they were commenting on this episode, uh, which is just a, sig- a signal to me that yes. that yes. Uh, even the director knows there's not a whole lot here. Which,
0: and Frankly, I don't know. Good for them. That sounds fun. Like doing a little riff tracks action that ends up creating this sub story, which allows for that television to be a bit more enjoyable than straight out of the can.
1: Sure. I like it, but I didn't see that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, Brent. Yes. We are coming up to the penultimate episode of this season. Mm -hmm. Episode 21 of season five. Mm -hmm. The name of this episode is... Meridian. Uh-huh. And I ask you, what is Meridian about? Meridian. All right. All right.
0: Next time on Stargate SG 1, the SG 1 team travel through the gate to find themselves on a familiar world. <gasps> Ooh. In the spirit of constantly drawing back episodes from seasons 1 and 2, we find ourselves on the planet that I can't remember the name of, where one side is light and the other side is dark. Ooh. Keep the hot side hot and the cool side cool. Yes. And we go back there because we are concerned about the folks that we had encountered way back in season one. Because uh, if you recall, we did in fact give them uh, some kind of antidote or antihistamine. That's what it was. It was (laughs) antihistamine.
1: Yes, it was antihistamine. Oh, we, we got to go. We we have to go back. So they're going to get that planet so spinning again, so that it actually has not just a meridian line there. I don't know. No, 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 nope, nope, no, no. Okay, I'm I'm totally wrong. Hit me up. That's okay. That's up. the
0: twist. Um, we're going to come back just double check to make sure that that antihistamine is working as expected. Uh-huh. Um, indeed, right? They're, they're they're friends of ours now. Yes. We go to the world, and actually, Zach, that was a pretty okay idea. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, sci-fi story, Meridian, Hot Side Hot, Cold Side Cold, iWorld, etc. Join us next time on Stargate SG-1 as we go back, that's important, to that world, that's also important, Uh to go double check about our antihistamines, Uh that's important, Uh and we encounter problems on the Meridian. (gasps) Yeah, yeah. So is this going to be an adventure in geology? Um, No, not geology. Is this going to be an adventure in geography?
1: It, it, you know it, it it's possible
0: are we going to determine a prime
1: we you know i'm sure there will be prime numbers somewhere well
0: yes that's almost always a given
1: <laughs> but but, but no. so um our good friend david has produced a promo for us ah, yes. and it might be worthwhile for us to watch that promo now to find out what the episode meridian is all about
0: let us, well, first let me pull it up. Okay, I'm back, okay, yes, okay, yes, are you I'm in? ready to, yes, watch this promo.
1: All right, I'm hitting play now. This is incredible. It is a pleasure to meet you. I'm, I'm Jonas Quinn, I'm special advisor to a high minister. Next time on Stargate SG-1, a discovery is made during a routine first contact mission. It's a mineral substance found to have highly unstable radioactive properties. This experiment seems to indicate the potential for great bursts of energy.
0: Sir, they're claiming Daniel tried to sabotage their research. A weapon of mass destruction can only be used for one thing. Got it. Did Daniel Jackson sabotage the experiment? Or will he just be another victim of it? Oh no! Oh my god. Hey, doctor. It's a lethal dose, sir.
1: Wait, what? It's all next time on Stargate SG-1.
0: Wait, what? Are we going to end season five with
1: a cast change? Um, I am not allowed to entertain your hypotheses at Uh this time.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, we are getting a little long in the tooth. Right? We're at, we're right about that time where television shows need to take a little freshen, freshening. Where contracts end and new contracts are beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I don't know what to tell you. Other than... All right.
0: Well, what does that have to do with the Meridian? Well, I guess I'll find that out
1: too. You'll have to find that out next time on Stargate okay. SG-1.
0: Next time. Yeah. All, cool. Right. All right. Cool. All right.
1: So... Uh, special thanks to David, again, for putting those promos together. We love them yes, every week. Yes, thank you. Awesome. Uh, tell us what you think about this episode. You can email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. Of course, Twitter, what, star, at StargateWalking. We've got the Facebook page, Facebook group, all of that stuff. Uh, if you went to support the podcast, be feel free to head over to patreon.com slash Stargate and do the stuff yeah. there. Uh, we are coming up to the end of this season here, and then we will be dropping a couple of our Patreon episodes for you listeners here, uh, and then we'll take a little bit of time off before we start season six sometime near the end of April. We'll talk more about all of that in a little bit, uh, but that kind of gives you a heads up for what's happening. Um, But with all of that, I say, I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this has been Walking Through the Stargate. See you next time. Bye! Carter, dial it up. Get these people home. And this show is hot, funny. Ah. Brrr.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might put that one as an Easter egg. But carry on. Okay.